welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon. Welcome to Money Tips. I'm going to talk about property and tax cuts and stamp duty today because the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, has just cut stamp duty the day after the Bank of England raised interest rates to curb inflation and slow the economy down. They even said the economy in the UK is already in recession or may already be in recession. So on the one hand, you've got the Bank of England trying to, whoa, slow down things, pull in the reins of those horses. And the, the, on the other hand, you've got the Chancellor of the Exchequer trying to stimulate the economy, stimulate the housing market, cut taxes, cut taxes for individuals, cut taxes for higher rate taxpayers. He's abolished the highest rate tax of 45 pence in the pound. And I keep corporation tax lower uh, all at the same time. So you've got the Bank of England trying to slow things down. The Chancellor trying to stimulate the economy and stimulate growth. Uh, who is right? I don't know. The Bank of England is, of course, independent uh, of, of the government, supposedly. Uh, so that they have to do their own thing, which is controlling inflation. So let's talk about the stamp duty. It's cut tax jam, stamp duty for apparently uh, 200,000 homeowners uh, to, to stimulate the market. And remember, I've said this before that you know, whilst there could be uh, a slowdown in the property market, the last thing the government wants is a, a sort of a, a crash in the property market because that not only affects people and, and homeowners and, and uh, people with mortgages and repossessions and all that sort of stuff, but it also affects the lending market, affects the, the house building market, which employs millions of people. If you look around and see all these construction sites and people doing stuff to their houses and uh, new builds going on and, and buildings being repurposed for for residential. It's it's a huge uh, source of employment for the country. And then all the materials they buy, all the stuff they do. So all of that is is within their, uh, their, their, their remit to keep the housing market going. A lot of people are saying that this will cause another bubble in the housing market because the reduction in stamp duty, which I'll cover in a second, uh, might mean, mean that people are starting to pay more and more for houses. Uh, just going back to the, uh, the the interest rate rise, half a percent. We thought it might be as high as 0.75%. They've raised the rate by half a percent. And the Federal Reserve in the US raised their rates by 0.75%, putting more pressure on the pound. You know, the, 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 the city doesn't sit on the, and the money markets don't seem to like the pound at the moment. It's slid to 1.11 against the dollar. And, I, you know, I remember buying pounds at buying dollars with a pound uh, for, you know, 180, nearly $2 to a pound almost. Now it's like almost $1 to a pound. So that's not good news. It means we're paying more for everything. It's it's increasing, adding to inflation because we're paying more for all our imports, such as oil and gas and that sort of thing. So the new rate uh, uh, is now, it, it's, it's uh, now 2.25% uh, from 1.75%. And this could add almost 700 pounds to an average mortgage of £183,000 or £57 a month uh, to people who are in a, a variable rate mortgage. Not everyone is, of course. Most people are on fixed, but I want to talk about that in a second. 
Uh, mortgage brokers are reporting that a lot of lenders already started pulling rates. There's longer delays. Uh, inflation has dipped slightly, just below 10%, 9.9%. But how true is that? I don't know. Still at a 40-year high. Um, you know, I, I think, yes, they've got to control inflation. But I think the chancellor is saying, no, we've got to spend money and get, get the economy moving. So how high will rates go? Well, the Monetary Policy Committee meets in just, so you know, I think it's less than two weeks' time because this meeting was delayed due to the the uh, the Queen's period of mourning. So this should have been a, a week or so ago. So in, in a couple of weeks' time, they meet again. And some experts say they may raise interest rates again. It's, it's unusual they do it two months in a row, but it could happen. But some uh, um, independent thinkers are saying that uh, rates could go as high as 4.5% by, by next year. And, you know, th this this would really push up average mortgage rates because you've got the base rates by the Bank of England, but the, the mortgage companies add on top of that, they put their margins on top, which have been quite high. Um, and, and this could push interest rates for a mortgage holder to 6 7%, which I haven't seen for, you know, 20 years. In the early 2000s, we we're paying 7 8% on our mortgage. And then they started to come down after the financial crash. Um, but, you know, if you're already in a in a fixed rate deal and you and you're factoring in higher interest rates in the future, now might be a time to uh, either th think about coming out of that, paying a penalty if you have to, paying an early redemption charge and getting onto a longer term fixed rate deal. A lot of brokers put people into two and three year deals um, and then they have to come back to them again to, to get another remortgage after that, uh, because, you know, when you look at. In fixed rates coming to an end, you're going back to your lender and saying, what can you offer? And they say, well, not much. We've got this one deal. It's not very good. And you think, well, I'll go and remortgage. But then that's cost you money as well and time and hassle. Um, so that the lenders tend to incentivize new new borrowers and and really give their, their existing borrowers a bit of a raw deal. But then you might come up against... Um, you know, calculating your income again, um, underwriting you as a person, and, and then you might not get the remortgage that you wanted because now interest rates are higher. The lenders are not so generous on how much they are prepared to lend to people for obvious reasons, because the payments will be higher. If your income is not, not gone up accordingly, which it hasn't, um, then, you know, when mortgage rates have doubled already, you know, people's incomes haven't doubled. So obviously the lenders are going to cut back on what they give out to people and how much mortgage they will give them. So that's going to be more difficult. And that could come about when you're coming to the end of your fixed rate next year. Interest rates have gone up again. The lender doesn't offer you very much. They say, well, well, we'll give you this rate and it's not the most competitive rate. And then you try and look around the market. You might not be able to get it. You might not qualify anymore. Secondly, you may not even qualify for the fixed rate with that same lender. And they might say, well, no, all we can give you is the variable rate, even though it's higher, but they might underwrite you for just moving it on to another fixed rate. It's, it's going to be a crazy situation. Um, so I think with 10% with inflation, a weak pound, interest rates tend to, are, are on an upward streak. They're, they're on an upward trend. That's what I think. And buy-to-let yields will look very different now because I can remember buy-to-let yields being quite a net yield, I mean, what you actually get in your pocket was was almost negligent. You just thought, well, I don't care. I'm, I'm just about breaking even and I'll, I'll rely on capital growth. Could we get back to that situation again? I don't, I don't know. Because if you look at a buy-to-let yield of 3 or 4% and then you're paying 4 and 5% on your, your mortgage rate, you know, is there much in there? Particularly when you're borrowing 
80%, for instance. And that doesn't work out exactly like that, you know, but I'm just, just giving you some of the figures. Um, but property values in most areas are still um, going up. Uh, it's particularly in areas where people want to live, those popular areas, those houses with big gardens. I was listening to someone on the radio this morning saying that he's he's been trying for the last year or two to 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 sell his property, become a cash buyer and move out a bit, get a place with a bit of land around it, not a huge farm or anything. And, you know, they were bidding on properties for 550,000. They put in a bid of 650,000. Somebody outbid them by 100,000 pounds. They paid 750,000 pounds for a 550,000 pound house, perhaps because they've got cash, perhaps they've sold an expensive property somewhere else in London. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there retiring. They've got money, they've got equity in their properties. So that's pushing up prices at the upper end. So I'm not sure how the stamp duty is going to help people trying to buy those sorts of property. Obviously, stamp duty is a horrible, horrible tax. It was only back in 2005 when stamp duty was at 1%. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to help. But there's still a shortage of property. And most investors still look to bricks and mortar as a safe haven for their money, particularly with the value of paper currency going down in the long run. You know, we're losing 10% on our money every year sitting in cash. So most people still think property is a safe haven. But as I said, the government don't want property prices to crash. They don't want the market to crash. But I think the, the stock market, they're not going to be able to stop that. But rates for, for savers have barely moved. Um, you know, so people are still interested in property. And, you know, that's the way it is. Even if there, there would be a downturn, if you're getting an income from your buy-to-let investment, at least that's more, a lot more than you would get in the bank. Some savers are even turning to these um, funding property transactions through peer-to-peer -peer lending platforms where they'll say we'll do a peer-to-peer -peer lending ISA uh, and we'll give you a five or six percent. It all looks good, but there's a lot of risk with that. And some are even lending directly to developers 100% of the, the, the cost, give you 100% of everything. It, it's it's crazy lending and, and the, the, some of these deals are going to come home to roost in a, in a bad way. But um, just think of that. If you're lending your money to the bank, which you effectively are, you've got those bank guarantees. But if you cut out the bank and say, well, I'm going to not lend to the bank, I'm going to lend to the guy over there that wants to, to borrow from the bank and cut the bank out, cut the cut out the middleman, and I'll keep all the profit. Yes. But if the guy over there defaults, you lose your money. But if the, if the he defaults on the bank, you don't lose your money, right? Because the bank are covering that. The bank have got that. You know, they're not going to say to you, well, we lost money on that money we lent out to that guy over there. So we're, we're taking it out of your money. No, you're, you're, you're cushioned by the bank. And that's why they give you low rates and charge higher rates because a certain amount of people do uh, obviously default. So let, let's, let's go on here now. Stamp duty cut, thresholds raised from 125 to 250,000. By the way, if you like this sort of stuff that I'm giving you, please like, subscribe, share, get the content out to people. And if you stay to the end, I'm going to give you a little bit of a special offer. Um, let's look, 20, 125,000 you used to pay no up to that no stamp duty. That's going up to £250,000. First time buyers, nil rate band lifted to £425,000. I'm not sure how many that's, how many people that's going to help. Most first time buyers would not be buying at, at those sorts of prices. Um, 200,000 people will be taken out of stamp duty altogether. And people are commenting today. Some are saying it will save the average person the 1,000, 2,000. We don't know the actual figures yet. Other tax cuts. The April NI National Insurance uh, tax rise 
uh, that only started like, uh, only announced last April will be will be blocked and stopped from October. The income tax um, will be reduced to 19% next April instead of April 2024. That's going to save £170 a year for up to £31 million, pounds, a million people. Highest rates of tax, 45% is to be abolished. All good news, right? Um, but more money has effectively been printed, as you know, because all of this is adding to the national debt, deferring the payment on the national debt. The only way that's going to be paid is probably by, by printing money, because the other way to pay it would be by raising taxes, which the previous Chancellor Rishi Sunak wanted to do. That's all been ripped up, and the new guys come in, Kwasi Kwarteng, the Exitonian uh, banker from Goldman Sachs, very clever guy. He's now going, he's turning it completely and going more back to conservative policies of low tax, high growth, more incentives. There's there's new incentive zones been announced around the country, although I think I've heard of that before, but never quite happened. But apparently there'll be low taxes in those areas, low, uh, even property taxes as well. So, so that's all good news. Corporation tax rise has been cancelled. That's great because I think it was going up to 24%, which would have made us uncompetitive, keeping that at, at, a, at the, the current rate. Just just one other thing. There's a bit of bad news for, for HMO landlords. I'm not sure this is going to be happening, but the government plans to introduce legislation to force buy-to-let landlords who include bills in their, their as part of the rent to rebate the £400 they'll get back from the government, give that back to the tenant. Now, I don't think that makes sense because it's the landlord that's bearing the brunt of this, this uh, uh, gas and electricity price rises. We can't double our rent. Uh, but they're, they're saying, no, if you've got a rebate from the government, you should give it back to the tenant who's not even paying the, 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 the gas and electricity. OK, indirectly, they're paying it through their rent. But the, I don't know of any landlords who've gone and said to them, uh, to their tenants, look, my gas and electricity bill has doubled to, to, to you know, by £2,000, for instance. I'm going to put £2,000 on your rent because it just wouldn't work. They couldn't do it. So I don't quite like that kind of legislation, which really clobbers landlords. And incidentally, there's no news in the budget regarding uh, stamp duty for, for second home buyers. Uh, they didn't say anything about that. So uh, it looks like buy-to-let investors and people who provide housing for the market because the government won't build enough houses are, are still being clobbered by higher rates of stamp duty. So... There's some good news there. There's some bad news. Some people are critical about it. They're saying it's going to increase our borrowing, reduce the value of cash. Um, I still feel safe in property, but I would be, just be careful about what you're buying at the moment because some areas could suffer. Definitely the northeast seems to be booming. They've, they've got big plans up in that northeast uh, corridor, Tyne, Tyne and Weir and all that sort of stuff. There, there's big plans up there. Um, so, you know, you, but you've just got to be careful. You've got to just know what you're doing and not get into too much trouble with borrowing. Because I think with higher interest rates coming up, I've seen this before, you're, you're going to see more people get into trouble, uh, more companies and businesses getting into trouble as well. Uh, you could see uh, more empty commercial properties. You could see more repossessions in the, in the housing market, unfortunately. So, But then one man's bad news is somebody else's good news. And that could be good news if you're sitting on a bit of cash and want to buy. So lots of things about, look, all I want to say, if you, this is now the time to get your finances in order, especially if you are struggling with the cost of living crisis. If you feel that you're earning money, but you just don't know where it goes. You know, where does it all go? I, I, there's too much months left at the end of the money and all that sort of stuff. Then now is the time to, to really get your finances in order because we are in for a rough 
ride, I still think, despite all this good news in the budget and all that. So we're still in for a rough ride. So do check out my my free uh, offer, which is a, a, an offer to to give you a 30 minute free session with me on Zoom. And it's I call it the, the Wealth Discovery Accelerator call, which is designed to see where you are now, where you want to be and how you can get there and whether or not I can help you get there and transform your finances for the better so that you come out of the coming recession that the Bank of England have predicted, not only just surviving it, but thriving in a recession because a lot of people make money during a recession. They just refuse to join it. So you, But you've got to get your house in order because it's not how much money you're making that counts, but how much money you keep. So do check that out. Click on the link in the description and I will see you again. Take care. Bye for now. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Bring you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 